Hours on the Super Power Up Podcast, the show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sex, Love, and Superpowers Podcast show. I'm your host, Tatiana Berende, and today I have a really beautiful woman with me, um, Mariko Hirakawa. I'm really blessed to have just her presence here with us. She's a a very, very sweet and kind and gentle woman. And today we're going to be talking about the development of consciousness through yoga. Mariko is an internationally known yoga Ayurveda expert and founder of Visionary Yoga, a personal development company dedicated to accelerating the growth of business leaders and companies through the sophisticated and often hidden wisdom of yoga. Her book, Yoga of Personal Development, Enlightened Lessons on Peak Performance, Leadership, and Living a Life with No Regrets, is a number one international bestseller in three countries. She's a teacher of teachers, presenting at yoga festivals and conferences around the world, and currently works with businesses in New York City, bringing yoga as a powerful peak performance and personal development tool. A former professional ballet dancer, as well as an Ayurvedic physician trained in India, She is dedicated to positioning yoga as something far beyond fitness, the ultimate technology for human consciousness evolution. Welcome to the show, Mariko. My honor to be here, Tatiana. Thank you. Yeah, so I am so curious to hear as someone who has been on this beautiful yogic journey for so many years, what are your superpowers, Mariko? Yes, you know, so having lived in India and then coming here, I I feel like I'm a translator, you know, so I think one of my superpowers is bridging the ancient and the present, and I have a real love for innovation too, so I feel, you know, kind of privileged to span those, um, staying true to the ancient spirit of yoga while um, really making it current and relevant for people. I feel that's really part of my work on this planet. Um, the other uh, superpowers, I feel it's my devotion for my work. Um, when I met my spiritual teacher, she gave me the name Bhakti, which is a Sanskrit word meaning devotion. And uh, I, I felt there was a deep meaning there and a lesson there. <laughs> you know, first it's just, um, I feel devotion is is really learning to channel your emotional power towards really, you know, focusing it and uh, and paving a path for yourself. And uh, because love is a fire, you know, and it can either, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it can be destructive, Mm -hmm. but I feel like devotion is that very benevolent side of yoga, uh, side of love. Um, And the other is purpose. Um, I mean, how I came to yoga was through a purpose crisis. And I feel because it was such a, catalytic thing in my life when I found my purpose I truly embraced it and went deep into it and um, I feel that's a strength that um, carries a lot of my people in my tribe through Um, so I I believe those are my three um, superpowers beautiful Um, yeah so I it's one of the things that I'm that really drew me to you and why I really wanted to have you on the show is because you in my understanding and and my estimation are really holding the that ancient thread of yoga and carrying it forward in such a beautiful way and in such a powerful way in the places that you're you're bringing it into and so i would just love to hear you talk a little bit more about that because so often nowadays i mean there's like a million different kinds of yoga that you can go and experience and there's like the core power and there can be like really intense like 
fitness oriented. Oftentimes when we think of yoga, we think of asana, we think of the the poses, right? And and yet from my own personal relationship with yoga, it's so much deeper than that. Um, so I would just love to hear you talk a little bit more about that and and how you how you sort of navigate those sort of that like the 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 power fitness yoga world with with this ancient understanding that you're carrying forward. Yes. I mean, I always, you know, I do feel that uh, now that yoga has been in the West at least 100 years, I mean, it's really up to debate like when we, you know, uh, say yoga came to the West. But um, and all this time, I feel that, you know, the word yoga has come to almost equate with the physical poses. Mm -hmm. I really want to shift that understanding because it does the world a, you know, I think it cheats the world of what yoga can truly do, which is transform the entire human way of being on this planet. And uh, when you think of yoga as just poses, it becomes kind of calisthenic. It just only becomes about the body and um, it lives in gyms. And um, not that, you know, I think the, the physical yoga is a great doorway, but I think we're stuck at that level. And so I really want to help unlock that other very rich dimension of yoga, which I feel is like the 90% of the uh, iceberg, you know, the tip yeah. of the iceberg we see now. And below that, you know, there's like a huge bedrock. And until we understand, you know, the original intent and kind of the culture uh, of, of yoga, um, I think that we will always, you know, kind of revert back to just the physical because the whole industry has now become, you know, we call, we don't call it Hatha yoga, we call it just yoga. Right. And I think it's very unfair to uh, yoga as a wisdom tradition. Um, and, you know, we pay lip service to the spiritual dimension of yoga, but I don't think we really strive to live it <clears throat> and try to realize it. Um, so, I want to, you know, my movement is really saying, hey, you know, let's really embrace it because if we really want to get to the next level of yoga, it's not about doing, you know, a lotus pose headstand or that scorpion pose or the quote unquote advanced yoga is not advanced asana. You know, it's really right. into life and, um, you know, taking it into the field of relationships, into the way we do our business, into the way we show up in our all dimensions of our lives. So um, I love that you said that about advanced yoga not being about advanced asana, but really mm-hmm. bringing it mm-hmm. into life. Because I think that is so spot on and so true, and and a place that people they they forget that and they get they get caught and they're like, I need to master this physical pose. And there can be, I mean, there can be amazing lessons and teachings through the process of of mastering absolutely. the body absolutely yeah. i never um, want to like you know negate or say right. you know, physical yoga is superficial no because anybody who's done it knows you know how difficult it is and how it does open up so many dimensions so i want to just say that you know just walk that pathway deeper you know um recently i had the privilege to interview shri shri ravi shankar who mm. Head of Art of Living, um, you know, an international guru with like 300 million followers, and he's also guides the um, Prime Minister of India. But uh, so I got to ask him this question directly. I said, you know, Guruji, what, you know, how do you understand advanced yoga? And his answer was so disarmingly simple. You know, he said, um, a constant 
awareness, a state of constant awareness and the readiness to serve, you know? And I thought, wow, that's such a profound uh, answer. There was nothing about, you know, perfecting the asana. Um, it's really that inner attitude and your inner state of being. And um, it's not as sexy, you know, as being able to do those advanced poses. It's not Instagrammable, but it's, it's so... Um, definitely is is it's real that you know to to really take the world to the next level of evolution yes which is what we're here to do and which is what we're all about here at superpower experts and so i i just i love i love that and i love that you're really bringing forward that understanding um we're going to go to a quick break and then I, I really want people to hear more about your story and about how you bring your work into the world because I think it's fascinating. It's so needed right now. And even though it might not seem like it has anything to do with you know the themes that we cover here in Sex, Love and Superpowers in my world, it absolutely does because I'm always looking at the micro and the macro and how they're related and I'm looking mm -hmm. at these masculine and feminine dynamics that we're working out right now and when you really break it down the you know this like the mind body you know soul spirit heart connection you know we have i was saying to you before we got onto this interview you know we've really um we've cultivated the mind which it is i i relate to more of that masculine principle we've we've like over cultivated that in our culture and there's been some really beautiful and wonderful things that have come out of it but at the expense of what i hear you are teaching people with yoga which is more emotional intelligence and so after we go to this break i really want to dive more into that and and mm -hmm. what that look, work looks like and how you're doing that um bringing my understanding of the that more feminine realm of the emotional intelligence hmm. into, into the world of business which has so highly prized the mind um so we're going to dive into that after the break but before we go to break will you please tell our listeners where they can find out more about you and your work Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Um, I'm really excited. Uh, I have a new book that's out, uh, The Yoga of Personal Development. So that's available on Amazon right now. Um, and so you're welcome to uh, grab that. I think it'll give you a completely uh, like a shifted paradigm way of looking at yoga. And uh, my website, well, I want to offer a gift. It's okay, okay with your uh, audience. Um, it's uh, available at thevisionaryyogachallenge.com. And uh, this is a five-day uh, course, a video course that takes you each day through about a 12 to 30-minute uh, physical practice. But each is kind of wrapped around this inner theme of um, carrying this awareness into your day so things like shifting your relationship to stress, um, things like empowering your core to, you know, boost your confidence and uh, self-esteem. Um, so you'll find lots of ways, you know, because the physical and the mind are so connected. Uh, this five-day visionary yoga course is really, um, it's about bridging that and then bridging the practice on the mat with living your yoga in your day-to-day -day life. So uh, if you like, I would love, you know, for you to, um, you know, just enter that course. Uh, it's, again, it's visionaryyogachallenge.com. And um, and my own website is just visionaryyoga.com. So thank you so much. Beautiful. Thank you. I'm definitely going to check out that visionary yoga challenge. It sounds like a really lovely thing to take in. And um, just what I've been 
looking for and needing right now. So yay, I'm going to take advantage of your free gift. <laughs> it's a jump start, right? Back to yeah, exactly. Back into, back into the practice. So um, we've been talking with Mariko Hirakawa, and we've been talking about the development of consciousness through yoga. We're going to really dive into this more when we get back from the break, so stay tuned. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer -peer learning, intensive one-on-one -on -one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you are ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Okay, and we're back. So, Mariko, you have a really interesting story. I'd love for you to share with our listeners a little bit more about sort of your background and how you came to this, to this work and this practice, and now how you're how you're bringing it out into the world. Mm. Yeah, it has uh, been quite a journey. So I, I consider my beginning of the journey of yoga to start when I was a professional ballet dancer in New York City, and you know, being a professional dancer, being in a company as a dancer, I felt like, hey, you know, this was one of my, you know biggest dreams and I was living it but it's funny you know when when your dream actually comes true you realize you know there are as I started to you know live the lifestyle of uh, the professional dancer uh, spending hours you know in the studio and then performing uh, to this dark audience and ending the day with like this applause and uh, going home and repeating I, I was started to ask myself you know what is the purpose of my whole life is it am i living my whole day for those few moments of applause mm -hmm. and is that fulfilling enough for me um what is you know what is my work really doing in the world and um you know as a dancer one should never really ask those questions in a way because a dancer is somebody who's just body mind soul is just so committed that question never even arises and uh, when i started to ask the question it just became this whole path and almost an obsession and I had to find out the answer. Um, and it almost kind of led to a dark night of the soul for me because I, I thought, gosh, you know, here I thought I, you know, came to, came to a, the end of, you know, fulfilling my dream. And now mm -hmm. um, I was feeling this emptiness. And uh, so one day it just got to the point where I couldn't go into the dance studio and look at myself in the mirror. Uh, so I just kind of avoided going in and, and I just walked around the corner and um, it was a street I'd been walking many times, but on this day, for some reason, I, I saw that there is a yoga studio and I, um, since I still needed to move my body, I thought, hmm, I wonder, you know, and it really appealed to me that uh, when I went, there was no, there was no mirrors in the room. So I decided to just test it out spontaneously. I just took this class and, um, at the end, I, I lay in Shavasana, um, as most yoga classes end, and had this experience of my body kind of scintillating and pulsating and shimmering as if um, it was not physical. And um, I had this flashes of like 
intense electric blue light uh, pulsate in my forehead and it was like an explosion and I, I had never experienced that before so uh, I asked the teacher you know and she she looked at me with very knowing eyes and she was like ah you know and she pointed to the altar and uh, there was a photo of a beautiful woman um, and I was a little you know taken back and a little skeptical because I was not looking for a guru or anything like that I just wanted to move my body that day but um, just when I looked at the photo the her face and especially her eyes were I can't describe it but it was this combination of like such penetrating knowingness and incredible compassionate love and something like she was connected to a space beyond, you know, and it it uh, intrigued me enough to, um, a few days later, I decided to, because when I found out she lived in uh, just two hours outside of New York City, mm -hmm. I have to, uh, uh, you know, go meet this person. Um, and, and my desire for my, to know my purpose was kind of getting so intense at this point. And I thought maybe, maybe she has an answer, you know, and so I um, booked myself I don't know what got into me, but I booked myself 10 days in this ashram without even knowing what it is. And uh, I uh, just went there and it was uh, I think July 4th. I remember this because it was like Independence Day and um, there was like huge celebration happening at this ashram. And you know, I went in there with all these preconceptions, right, about what uh, a spiritual place should be or from mm -hmm. my Japanese background, I had this idea it should be very, you know, sparse and zen-like and, you know, austere. And, and I get off the bus and it's this, you know, it looks so, you know, like a modern uh, convention center with sliding al automatic electric doors and computers in the lobby. And, and I thought, oh, my God, <laughs> you know, automatically I wanted to leave that place. But um, <laughs> It was just like all these concepts, you know, what I thought mm -hmm. was, was like spirituals being like shattered one by one yeah. as I, as, you know, stepped into this place. And I thought, oh, my God, I better get the return bus quick. But um, there was no return bus for at least a few hours, you know. And so um, I hung around and um, uh, was very lucky because... Um, you know, all these judgmental thoughts were going through my head, right? And all of a sudden, this electric door opens and this woman in red from head to toe, like she just walks in and it felt like the Himalaya mountain just like entered the room. Uh, everybody became like you could hear a pin drop, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, she just was, you know, casually speaking with uh, some of the people behind the computer counter and people were just kind of laughing nervously. And um, really, much to my surprise, she, then she just proceeded to come right in front of me and stood there. Um, she was not very tall, but uh, her energy was just like mammoth. And uh, she looked me right in the eye and, and with great compassion. And she said in a very surprisingly deep voice, you know, so you just arrived <laughs> like this. And, and I, I, like... I, had, I was totally speechless because she was such a powerful force and um, almost as if I, I just kind of burst and disappeared. Uh, just tears, I did not understand why, you know, I was crying, but just tears were flowing. And uh, um, 
I knew that something has shifted, you know, and it was, I consider that the moment, you know, my journey in yoga began and I realized this is really, you know, this is really the power of yoga to kind of burst us out of our limited shell and to, you know, reunite us with our, you know, original nature as soul beings. And uh, it was overwhelming, but, um, you know, over the weeks and months, I, I learned to kind of, um, you know, of course, the ego plays its game and all of that, but um, it's, you know, it's been that journey of uh, reconnecting with that place of, of unlimited love and remembering that unlimited experience of uh, soul being that we are. Mm, so beautiful. And so, you know, how do you, how do you take that then into like a capital one boardroom or, or I'm just, you know, like how, how do you, how do you make that bridge? Because they seem like such diametrically opposed worlds and yet yeah. you're doing this beautiful work of bringing and I and I do want to want to hear you talk a little bit more about the emotional intelligence piece and mm -hmm. and how that plays a role and and how you're working with that in in these you know with these big financial institutions. Yeah. So number one is you know to get people in their body because I find that uh, the corporate yes. culture where people live uh, you know in their heads and in cubicles um, it just to get them in their body and tap into that cellular intelligence is is really just, it shifts the thinking right there. Um, and so basically I do similar process to what I would do in a class, except, you know, we have to be able to do it in a business suit or, you know, in, in work clothes. But um, first it's really getting grounded and feeling the feet planted. And, uh, um, and I work well with, you know, small groups because I take a lot of the uh, work I do in retreats. Um, That's how the visionary yoga work kind of developed is really in retreats. You know, I, I get people for like a whole seven days and um, because we're outside of the um, daily demands of life, we have this more, more ability to think from a space of possibility. And, mm -hmm. um, but we can do that even within our you know immediate workspace is just going going to that space internally so um, um, because most of us are so you know living in the conditioned mind and we when we conceive of creating the future we kind of naturally default to creating the future from where we are to where we're going forward um, but I believe you know visionaries tend to think of, you know, they ask the question, what if, and what would I love, uh, what's possible, uh, mm -hmm. you know, without even considering where they are, they, they create that picture and then they really almost decide to have it. You know, they, mm -hmm. they just decide that that's possible. And then they uh, create reverse engineer that mm -hmm. step back uh, and they use all their inner resources to create that concrete path from there back to here. And they use both that visionary right brain as well as the logical left brain. And, you know, using the two in a synthesized way, um, which also does bring the, you know, emotional intelligence into play, and, um, they can create that much more, it's almost a shortcut, you know, uh, yeah. because when we think from here to there, it's like the target is always moving. And every step we make, it's like, 
you know, the destination shifts and shifts and shifts. So it's really nice to, you know, have, you know, pretty clear idea. I mean, we may have things that we're willing to live without and things which are absolutely non-negotiable. Uh, just abs- having that down and just deciding on it, you know, <laughs> and then uh, reverse engineering. So, you know, what would make this possible? Um, and because... Inside of the theater of our mind, we have absolute freedom, and we forget this. So um, we tend to always think of the limitation first. And as adults, we're just so used to, um, you know, kind of raising objections before the possibilities even uh, considered. So um, that uh, the logical brain has become so so strong, right? So, um, and it's a strength. uh, So, not to, you know. To, to disrespect that, but it's just making a little space f- more for the visionary, kind of the childlike imagination to uh, paint that full picture of what it would be like. You know, uh, what if that is a question that opens the door of possibility? What would we love to have is another question because we tend to think of what do we have to do. Right. <laughs> and, you know, that's a very heavy question. And I think we live by that, most of us. And, uh, um, but what would I love to have is a completely has a different energy to it, right? So, um, I love I, it so much. I, it's, um, it's very, it's, it sounds a lot like the, the future crafting work that I do with people, you know, mm. you were saying about like the reverse engineering and really getting clear on that of, you know, what, what would you love? Like, what is, what is the life? And then I, I, I love that you really pointed out that like making the decision to have it. I think a lot of people get stuck in, in that space um, where there's like, something that they're not they're not quite ready to commit or just decide like this is what's happening yeah i think um there's a saying you know all the you know once you make a big decision it's like actually you make a gazillion smaller decisions right oh yeah so um i believe you know visionaries and i believe we all have that within us uh is they they just you know, they just know they can have it and they decide to have it. And it really helps if you have been empowered with tools to unblock yourself uh, yes. energetically, mentally, emotionally. And so that's why the yoga is so helpful. Uh, and not just the, you know, traditional physical asana, but thinking of yoga as um, energy work of unblocking uh, because a lot of our subconscious fears live in our body Absolutely. Um, and, yeah. and connective fibers. They hold our, um, you know, fears and traumas and negative experiences, negative emotions. So um, it's very possible to, you know, after a yoga class, you always feel freer uh, physically and also emotionally, you know, freedom because, because we do through the breath and through the stretching, we, we help to unblock so many things. Even yes, it's like we make space in the body for the spirit to come and inhabit. Yes, yes. We're, we're really turning the body from this dense physical thing to more of an energetic, conscious uh, energy. So um, that's, I think it's the journey of physical yoga. That's so beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what's, uh, what's up next for you? You know, you're, you're doing this beautiful work right now and in, in bringing this, um, into different companies that, you know, I heard you talk before our interview about just the time that we're in on the planet right now and how we're really in this place of, 
of needing to take, you know, personal responsibility for our own consciousness journey. And it just, it feels like there's, there's like a lot that you are on the horizon of. And I would just love to hear your understanding of what that is and how you're flushing this out in an even bigger way. Yes, of course, it's always a work in progress. But uh, so I, what's next is um, I plan to go on a book tour and uh, share this message of, you know, yoga is really much, you know, beyond the fitness. And there's like this wealth of wisdom that is so applicable. Um, and you don't even have to step on a yoga mat to experience it. Um, so I'm really excited for, um, I have a 10 city book tour that we'll be doing in, um, uh, August, September. And then that'll lead up to, um, my event in November, uh, which I have this passion project called the visionary yoga rave. And that's the <laughs> other side, which is like taking that dancer, um, kind of, um, the part of me that really loves to kind of, uh, get unplugged. And I think we all have that side, you know, except we just don't give ourselves permission. So yeah. I want to just like give people permission because even the physical yoga can feel like it's in a box because it's mm -hmm. so kind of, it's become this vocabulary, right? And uh, uh, upward dog, downward dog, the sun salute. And uh, it's really, um, I want people to experience just like bring the physical intelligence of the body to the foreground and just completely bypass the the conscious mind and its need for control and you know bypass that self-conscious ego and uh, so visionary yoga rave is like this kind of a dance uh well it's a movement inspired you know uh odyssey of uh, we're gonna have like wall to ceiling projected images and it's kind of a virtual pilgrimage to all these sacred sites oh my god uh, i love it when and where is this yeah. happening uh, it's going to be in California in November. Um, the venue is still uh, to be announced, but um, it's uh, it's going to be in Los Angeles. Um, and it's uh, we're going to do also like kind of an Ayurvedic uh, exploration of the elements through, um, uh, you know, loosely structured uh, movement meditation to some awesome, you know, music by original music by uh, DJs that I love. And uh, so it's going to be, you know, you know, darkened room. So nobody has to feel self-conscious and, uh, and just really like, just let your body go wild. You know? <laughs> that sounds uh, like so much fun. I totally yes. want to go. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be part of the event. And uh, so, you know, because I think uh, it's, it's, when we get in our bodies, we have a whole different way of processing information, yeah, right? Absolutely. And um, a totally different experience of connecting with one another because our cells have just been woken up. It's like an electric feeling just to be there, you know? And I think um, so much more transformation is possible when we're, our bodies are turned on, you know, our mm -hmm. subtle nervous system is turned on to receive that uh, universal inspiration. So um, I'm really excited for that um, in November. So yeah, a lot yeah, of you're, us, you're speaking uh, my language here. With all <laughs> this. Yes. Awesome. 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 So tell us again what the name of that event is. Uh, it's Visionary Yoga Live. Yeah. It's, nice. and uh, it's going to be um, a lot about, you know, peak performance, tapping into your most resourceful state and manifesting, you know, really um, becoming, you know, invoking that inner visionary warrior and going for your dreams because, you know, life is short and uh, um, 
it's really, I, I'm really a stand for people living a life with no regrets, not putting your dreams in your back burner, but, you know, just always, I think yogis are always, like spiritual people are always aware that this life is finite, you know, okay. um, and they're not afraid to talk about death uh, yeah. because it is, you know, as soon as you have a life, death is a certainty and we just have to uh, be, we have to just keep that in mind and just live every day really as if it's our last and, um, and just really prioritize our dream, you know, and, and go for it. I could not agree with you more. Mm, such a kindred soul. Thank you so much, Marco, for coming on the show and for gracing us with the gift of you and for all of this that you're bringing. I'm just, I'm so in resonance with it and so, so grateful to have um, gotten to know you in this way and I look forward to staying in touch and to going to that, what sounds like a super fun and awesome event. <laughs> I'd love to have you, Janet. Uh, I'm like, this you. is why we're being called to move out to California. It's just so <laughs> to things like this. Yes, let's let our hair down yeah. and, you know, and, and get inspired to like run our business too, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. I think it, it's, uh, who says you have to be all buttoned up to do business, you know? Um, yes. You know, relationship is the new currency and, and uh, you know, emotional intelligence is, I think this is the era of emotional intelligence. I think the whole nation is waking up to that. And um, I feel so honored and so blessed to um, be invited by you, Tatiana. Um, and thank you for the amazing work you do in the world. And uh, I hope our paths cross again soon. Yes, me too. So again, we've been talking with Mariko Hirakawa um, about the development of consciousness through yoga. Check out her book, Yoga of Personal Development, Enlightened Lessons on Peak Performance Leadership and Living a Life with No Regrets. And do go to her visionaryyogachallenge.com and take advantage of that free offering. And in the meantime, yeah, this is how you can go out and love yourself so that you can love the world more deeply. Tap into this work. It's such powerful work and it's so deeply needed. So I love you, our listeners. Thank you so much for being here, for, for tuning in and for taking care of yourself this way. May it ripple and shine out into the rest of the world. Many blessings. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.